live and pre-recorded. This is the Red Ticket Blues Podcast. I am Brian Buckley. This is being recorded on February 9th, 2020. How are we doing? We're back. That's right. And didn't go anywhere. Brief, but long, but short hiatus of sorts. But I am here. I'm not going to make promises. I don't keep promises very well. My friend Russ has always said, Brian Buckley, great guy. Follow through. Eh, subpart average. So we'll leave it at that and I'll try to regain your trust. But uh, you can listen to the show on iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, Google Play, YouTube. Uh, no more Spotify. I've been banned from Spotify. I got an email the other day. I think it's probably because of the music at the uh, end of the podcast. But I've been removed from Spotify. I'm the bad boy banned from Spotify. Like George Costanza. Therapeutic pillow and all. I've been removed. So uh, maybe I'll fight that. Maybe I won't. Maybe I won't think about it after the end of this sentence. That's probably more the latter is going to happen. But I'm back. And uh, I appreciate a lot of you people reaching out. Uh you know, I've been uh, traveling, got a job, which you will not hear anything about. I will not reveal any of that information. But I got a new job. Uh, so, you know, it's been busy, you know, getting used to other schedules and whatnot. That I, I know it's like, wow, Ryan, you can't carve out a half hour a week, 45 minutes. It was a little longer that with production and everything. But yeah, it's not, it's not that much. It's not that much. You're right. Uh, but I do, you know, the people reaching out saying, hey, Brian, so what's up? Are you still doing this thing? Uh, hey, what's up? Are we going to see anything? Uh, they all said what's up to it, every, every single one. But, uh, it's very nice of you. I appreciate it. It's very nice. And the people that didn't reach out, well, again, you're, you're filthy freeloaders and you don't care. So continue being you. That's all I have to say. Just like, just like some, you know, chicks, uh, chick, uh, chicks, you know, uh, Twitter page, you know, just be you. Do you do you? And we'll have office quotes. Uh, hey, have you ever watched The Office? Uh, you know, we'll talk about how much we love baseball, which we you know, most of the time really don't. Uh, can we talk about wine, by the way? Oh, and dogs. Oh. Yes, dogs. Why are dogs so much better than people? I mean, really. That is every Twitter. Okay. Anyways, before we go any farther, I'd like to acknowledge a man, a man that uh, ascends higher than most men. And why is that? Because he gives me things. And that is Al Del Greco. And I'll tell you, he has given me, he has made my wife and I Sacramento Kings fans. And it's not because we're just constantly talking, you know, saying, hey, what's up with Bogdan Bovanovich? I mean, he, he's a really exciting young player. And De'Aaron Fox is really the motor to that team. You really, really like it. No, it comes in the form of free tickets with lounge access. And um, I'm really enjoying it because uh, for once in my life, I look like the classy guy to my wife, you know. And, and, and you know, Aldo Greco was saying this to me. Uh, I, and I'll get to that name in a second. Just one second. You know, I have to pronounce the whole thing. Aldo Greco was saying to me, you know, imagine if you were single, you'd go in there, be just looking like the, and we both at the same time are like Henry Hill, Goodfellas, showing Karen through, through the, through the kitchen. You know what I mean? I mean, it's really, cause I'm starting to, you know, the, 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 the usher doesn't even check the tickets anymore. I just kind of waltz. I, I recognize faces. I see, hey, hey, you know, I'm not, not really snapping my fingers and doing this and that and throwing my coat at people, <laughs> but you know, I mean, it, you're starting to recognize people. It's just you, Pete, you guys, why? Every time, every time, huh? Yeah. Hey, hey, keep the ice cubes cold. Blah, blah, blah. I know I'm more, you know, blending different scenes, but, uh, so yeah, I, I have to thank him to that because, uh, I'm going to a lot of games and, uh, I'll tell you, the lounge doesn't get old. I'm a lounge guy. I've said this before. I am a lounge guy. Now, granted, I went to the first game the other day. Uh, and, uh, let's see, went to the first game that they won on Friday when they beat the Heat, a depleted Heat team where it was missing half their players because of a trade and or injuries. I did bet the parlay on that, the over in the Kings, so I did lose in the long run. So kind of felt a little bit like Chief Wiggum when he, uh, he bet on the other team when he was coaching the youth hockey team. Sorry, we can't go out for ice cream because I bet on the other team. So a little bit, little bit of that element to it. But uh, I was sitting next, because we get the same seats every time, and I was sitting next to this guy, and this guy says to me, 
speaking of Aldo Greco's name. So I'm saying, this guy says, hey, how do you get these seats? And I was like, I, I know, know somebody who, uh, you know, works for the NBA can get these tickets. He's like, oh, same here. Yeah, yeah. And you know, we're just bullshit chatting, you know, kind of paying attention. Not really, really into like whatever game it is. Probably not. But he's just like, oh, that's cool. You know, what's your, uh, what's your buddy's name? Um, uh, maybe my friend knows him. And I was like, Aldo Greco. And the guy looks at me. He's like, whoa, that's a fucking name. That that is a fucking great name. I was like, it is, <laughs> it is. We're sitting there just like I know fanboying Aldo Greco's name. It was it's quite an interesting uh, moment. But I think we should all pay. Uh, I don't say pay penance, pay pay homage to the greatness that is Aldo Greco. I mean, we could just do an Aldo Greco podcast where I just uh, throw bushels and barrels and uh, truckfuls of roses at the man. But uh, yeah, I'm becoming a regular at the Gold One Center. That's basically we'll put it that way. That's that's basically the point that I'm trying to make. Oh, enough, Brian. Let's move on here. So why did I do a podcast? I want to do this podcast before the coronavirus kills us all. Am I the only one that thinks like, I, I don't know what, it, I don't trust anything the media says. And I don't want to sound like I'm some sort of like Trumpkin fucking Alabama, not believing anything the media says. It's a, it's a, you know, it's an enemy of the state of the people, you know, all that. but I think when you're dealing with China here, that's where it becomes like, eh, I wonder if more than 800 something people have died from this. The, the only thing that does make me feel a little better is no one in any other country where it's been, has died there. They've all died in China. Now that makes it sound as if I'm just, you know, standing up and applauding that people are dying in China. That's not what I'm trying to say. I mean, although LeBron James would have no problem with that. He would probably just say, hey, hey, come on. Business decision. Hey, I dunk basketballs. Right? I don't know. Uh, yeah, I thought that one was rough. By the way, we're drinking a Stone IPA here. This is the iconic West Coast style IPA. This is the one you've seen a million times at bars and whatnot. This is not any special one, but this is a, this is a great one. I think a pretty good deal for a uh, you know twenty two ounce, six fluid ounces. Oh, one pint and six fluid ounces. I'm gonna say this is more than six fluid ounces. They're for five bucks. I think that's a good deal. But it, I, I feel like you know people are dying, and uh, they don't seem to be getting this thing under control. You just see numbers going up and up and up. Should I start? Like, I, I know that I'm in like, this in-between thing. And then my wife wants to watch a show on Netflix, Pandemic. And I thought it was going to be like, 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 like some sort of dopey, like Jack Ryan kind of show. No, it was like a documentary kind of thing. And I was like, I don't want to watch this. I don't know. It's it, weird, weird times we're living in, in a sense that should I be buying masks now? Should I be buying canned food now? Like, should I wait to the end like everyone else right before a snowstorm? Uh We'll see what happens. You know, Donald Trump, our great president, our dear leader, told us everything's fine. Don't worry, which is the job of politicians. Although in this situation, I, I think even most hardcore Trump fans, even in their head, know half the time he's full of shit. So there is that part. Uh, talk about having a great week, huh? Boy, that guy, love him or hate him, man. That's, that, that's a week. Have a week, Donald Trump. Because last week, man, was it this week? Yeah, this week. This, this last week. You get it? Last week with John Oliver. This last week, I mean, State of the Union, which that was, I mean, he sounded presidential and whatnot, which he does seem to put it together for most of that, for the State of the Union most of the time. But like the the surprises, it was like, you know, what's behind door number two? It's just, it was uh, such a dog and pony show. It was entertaining. Um, You know, you you expect a little more professionalism, a little more (laughs) State of the Union, more cut and dry to what we're actually getting at when it's just like, by the way, as if it's like some sort of college football game where it's like, uh, I know you've missed Corporal John Anderson. Well, guess what? He's here. Oh. <laughs> just you see all those videos on YouTube and whatnot. It's like, 
this is State of the Union address. I mean, can we save this for, for you know, the kids' first grade class in biology or whatever? You know, I mean, interesting. Very, very interesting. But, uh, yeah, and then getting uh, exonerated, which, you know, I, I had this conversation with some family members. I was in Connecticut a few weeks ago. It's just like, I think we all know something happened for sure. There's no smoking gun, and it also comes down to I don't I don't know enough about what exactly the burden of proof is because I mean in the criminal court there's no way that they would have prosecuted Donald Trump. It would have been just like yeah, well we believe it, but we don't have. But I don't know what what is the burden of proof in in there in in, in there in the Senate in all these places. I don't know. I don't you see the thing is with Twitter too. You take some of the dumbest people and they take both sides of the impeachment thing and they shout shit at you as if it's absolute truths and i i'm not gonna go try to research that so when i'm just like well why didn't they you know why won't they allow witnesses or whatever people are yelling things well the houses are blah, blah, blah. and i'm just like yeah okay i'm not gonna go get the constitution out and be like actually wrong that's wrong and i want to fight about it i want to fight about it for the next eh, three hours on twitter have a big threat about it but look at that sad sack of shit that the democrats have to put up there holy christ you know, the caucus is all screwed up and, and, and all these people, it's just, you know, Bloomberg is the one guy that, you know, you don't think he's really going to nationally take over, you know, some guy in Colorado is going to be like, Bloomberg, yeah, you're going to change this. You're going to, I mean, Bloom, uh, Colorado is actually like a purple state more so, but I, I don't think that's going to work, but he's still there. And with how sad this, this, this state looks. It's not, it's not, yeah, it gives him the slimmer of hope. I mean, God, God almighty, I'm inundated with Tom Steyer and Michael Bloomberg commercials all day long. And sometimes when you're streaming something, the Tom Steyer ones, I don't know what channel it was on. I got the same commercial five times in a row. And it was just him with a megaphone every single time. It was, hi, I'm Tom Steyer. And I just kept saying that to my wife over and over and over again. You can imagine how much he loved it. Hi, I'm Tom Steyer. It just, oh God. But you know, there's an interesting thing about Mike Bloomberg that no one really seems to mention, and maybe they are, but I'm not hearing it. You know, we talk about Donald Trump per, like perverting democracy and whatnot, and I think in certain senses every president does, and Donald Trump's just following suit, just being a scumbag, just like every other one. Uh, I think he might be taking it to a higher level for sure, but uh, I, I think you know it's pretty. I don't know if it's that much worse than any other president. Just saying, I think they're all terrible. That That's just my opinion, and uh, it's very little knowledge is based on that. But the, the one thing about Mike Bloomberg, you know, we say Donald Trump is changing things. He's, he's uh, corrupt with power. Are we forgetting Mike Bloomberg's influence to change the law, a billionaire, to change the law that he could run a third time in New York? And just recently, changing the law that will put him in the debates sooner rather than later because he needed a certain amount of support or, or what was it? Uh, let's see. Uh, I will read it here. But you know, it could make the Democratic stage this month, that being February, after changes in qualifications rules were announced by the party's national committee because they look at the sack of shit that they have there, that pathetic bunch. And they say, oh God, here we go. Let's, let's let little Mike in. And like, how childish is that? Like, that's the thing with Trump too. Like, that personality has never been it's it's fun to be like to like laugh at and it's entertainment because that's what Donald Trump is but like to find that like an endearing quality in a person like those are the kind of people that if I were at like a get together or at a, at a bar or whatever those are the people that you steer clear from people's personalities like Donald Trump just like oh god get me away from this guy before I throw a drink in his face 
I, I, I don't want to even talk to this person because all it would be was just eye rolling me like, oh, God, this this guy again. But I, I, the rest of the people, I mean, Biden looks like he's on the ropes already. Bernie, Bernie's not realistic. They're not going to let him in. And, and I'll say this, you know, Jerry Callahan has a podcast and I usually don't agree with anything he says politically. But like how pathetic is Bernie in a sense that he continues to be shit on by all these people and he doesn't fight back. He just sits there. Oh, waving his finger, you know, same talking points, blah, 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 blah. And Elizabeth Warren, I mean, she might be the biggest panderer of them all. The problem with all these, these, these crazy progressives is they, they're, they're taking specific issues that are not ready for, you know, the, the, the masses don't want to hear. It's not they don't want to hear them, like, it's, it's the place, the order that they put them in. You know, steelworker, like I've said this before, steelworker in Pennsylvania, you know what, that's on top of their priority list? Not... Uh, how many trans colored, you know, what trans people of color deaths that are going to be read in the Rose Garden by Elizabeth Warren? That's not at the top of their list. I'm sorry. I'm all for everyone having rights. Uh, the Democrats just get obsessed with this stuff, with this identity, this obsession with like illegal immigration too. Like, there's also no solution as well. Like, I'm kind of in the middle when it comes to that stuff. It's like, we look at how ridiculous our country is in the sense that when did this become like hardball or, 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 or Hannity? But like, we, we have two forces going against each other in the sense that we have a federal government that gives money to cities that will then Ill- not cooperate with a federal agency in ICE. It's like somebody is doing something like what are we what, what's going on here? We need to figure something out. I don't want to get into all this. This is actually kind of boring me. Travel call on a square was awful. Look like a fucking back, but combination of Okay, this is in reference to a tweet that I had earlier. But let's let's talk about some interesting stuff, huh? Instead of me just ranting and raving about any of this stuff. So let's talk about how much I hate all of you. Um, we had, uh, this is a little old, but you know, we have Jeter going into the Hall of Fame. And oh, who's that writer that didn't have him in? Oh, I'm so angry. Oh, God. Derek Jeter, a guy who would probably wouldn't even stop in traffic for you, is didn't get one vote. Oh, no. And then Eli Manning retiring the next day. And these people... This has been a constant topic on the Red Ticket Blues podcast. These these people with this stolen emotional valor, like, I'm crying. Again, if you are crying watching Derek Jeter get into the Hall of Fame or Eli Manning retire, you have major issues. If you are over the age of 16, can you drive a car? Can, do you have a driver's license? You should really talk to somebody. Because that's not normal. And I don't know why there's this huge race on Twitter to, to be this person. Don't you have any shame? Like, I would, it, your life must be pretty hollow if you're going to go on Twitter to then lie about how emotional you are about people that you don't know and they got into something or removed themselves from something. You have some serious psychological issues. I really, I really believe that. None of those people did that. And again, if you did, I, I cried. I think I was 12 years old. Maybe either 12 or 13, like as Jordan retired right after that, that third championship, then then go play baseball and do fantasy camp. And so I was either 12 or 13 and I cried and you know what? I'm embarrassed. I did that at that age. And if you're doing that at your age, I would imagine there aren't many 12 and 13 year olds listening to this podcast. So I'm speaking to all of you, please Use whatever you have mental health services you have to, and I'm, I'm being kind of serious in a sense. That's not normal behavior. If you want to see something and like, you know, a little tear comes down your eye and you're just like, man, it was, I'm really happy for him or, you know, had a good job. That's, I, I think that's acceptable. There are people talking about how they're bawling and crying in tears and can't stop. Like, what do you do when you have a family member die? I mean, you must be in the fetal position for three weeks straight. 
crazy behavior. And I mean, I guess this is a decent segue into, you know, the, the, the death of Kobe Bryant. And I've never been, well, obviously we have to go what I think. Uh, I've never been a, a huge Kobe guy one way or the other. He was at first, you know, when he was younger, I didn't like him cause he was a cocky asshole. And then after the rape allegation, he kind of embraced it to a sense where it was cool. You know, it, it wasn't like I'm going to, he, he got rid of that A-Rod level where it was like, I'm an ass, but like, I still want to be liked. Speaking of A-Rod, like I feel right now he is probably in the best moment of his life because he's rich and people like him now when he was a player, even if before, like, you know, even when he wasn't like in constant circus mode with the Yankees, he's still a baseball player. You're going to get booed in places. You know, you're going to get booed when you go on the road, whether you're 18 year old Alex Rodriguez with the Mariners, you're going to get booed in, in, in Baltimore. It's just going to happen. There's going to be cheers, but there's going to be boos now. I mean, he's in Super Bowl commercials and I guarantee there's millions of people all over the world. I mean, all over the world, but people all over this country seem like, ah, there's A-Rod, oh man, he's funny, I like him, oh man, that is great, I love him, and he is having the time of his life, I am having the time of his, of his life right now, he has never been happier, now I have no idea how much money A-Rod Corp makes, or any of that stuff, who knows, it could be just all shell game, but uh, you know, I mean, he has the money to make things happen. I doubt it's just A-Rod sitting there crunching the numbers and being like, here's the annual numbers, A-Rod. Uh, uh, yeah, insert Instagram video doing something awkward, posing on a street corner, being weird, pretending to love my kids, something like that. But, you know, he has fooled a generation. So kudos to him. If he did a tenth of the things that he was accused of in that documentary, Screwball, I think we know how much of a piece of shit Alex Rodriguez is. Anyways, back to uh, Kobe Bryant. See, I don't, I don't really need much of an opening at all to just tell you how much I dislike Alex Rodriguez. You know, the person, not the actual person that I know, because I don't know Alex Rodriguez, but the vibe, the aura, the image has been given out to society, how much I dislike, and hate's a strong word, but I hate that man. I don't need much of an opening. I'll find it anywhere. I could use Kobe Bryant's death to just go into it. Boom. Got it. But Kobe Bryant, uh, you know, it's obviously, it's terrible. It's a terrible thing that happened with his daughter and then the other people on board. I mean, it was the only thing, you know, when I see stuff like that, I really hope, and it sounds like there was a moment of what the hell's going on. You almost hope they were just talking. This dude just went through the fog and didn't know there was a mountain right there and just went boom like that. It was over. Uh, unfortunately, some of the stuff that I've heard that, you know, there was an engine struggling and blah, 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 makes you think that there were some just awful, terrible moments, um, in there. I just, I couldn't imagine that. Like, I don't know how you would be able to survive that and then imagine that. Um, but what, what was my point here? The, I think it's clear that, you know, Kobe Bryant is a, a, a complicated legacy that they say. You know, anyone with allegations of anything serious, like sexual assault like that. It's very difficult honoring that person, especially when, like I said, they're allegations. It's almost like if you were convicted of something that things are sometimes maybe, you know, you look at it a little differently. Like you can grow from it while when there's allegations and they go away, they kind of just never really go away. They kind of, there's always this specter, this layer of mystery still always lurking. And I mean, in a sense, like, and I've said this before, Mike Tyson, Mike Tyson is a convicted rapist. He is on the sex offender list, but why he's cuddly. I like him. 
You know, he was funny in The Hangover. He's funny when he does things. He's funny when he does things with, with celebrity women for videos and whatnot. Everyone laughs at the... Oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. It's, and I'm trying to think of another example, but there are people that, you know, you, you kind of move on from. Like, even in a sense, too, like, let's think about some, like, 18-year-old kid that kills somebody, gets out of jail 10 years later, makes a great deal out of his life. We don't talk about the murder or the people that died. We talk about, oh, look at the way they be, look at the way they become something, huh? Look at that. Look, at they've really made something. Listen, they were young. They made mistakes. Look, look at them now. Now they, now they run a McDonald's in, 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 you know, Tuscaloosa. Wow. Look at that. Look at it. Good, great job. Redemption story. Now, it's a little bit different for athletes as well. Now, we look at Ray Lewis. That case, he was found not guilty. And even though there was a settlement, people still associate him with being a murderer or having something to do with a murder. Am I right? Kobe Bryant? He's handsome. He's smart. He's articulate. He's not a dumb, dumb, like crazy football player. I think that's another per- I think we, the media picks and chooses who's the bad guy and who's the good guy. No, I'm not saying Kobe Bryant's this terrible person, but you know, just reading a little more. And, and there's also this, this, before I get to that, there's also this other element of when someone dies like this, these people that like go out immediately to like besmirch someone on the day they tragically die. Like he's 41 years old and died with this kid. Can we like go back to the rape allegations? Like in a few days, that's just me. Uh, I mean, I'm not saying don't talk about it because I think that's part of Kobe's legacy. That's part of his biography. That's part of his obituary. His public obituary. I'm sure they didn't mention it at the funeral, but you know that's part of his public public biography. If you're going to ignore that, you're a moron. But if you're going to make that his entire life, you're also a moron. I just think it's the hero worship for some people and not for others is a strange, strange thing. Very strange. Again, I never really had that many. I'm, I'm, and correct me if I'm wrong. People that listen to this podcast forever. Have I ever really talked about Kobe Bryant that much? He's just somebody that like I. I don't know. I, I don't know. He never really resonated with me. Either way, there wasn't a... When I was younger, I hated him. I really did. And then it just... He kind of became likable. And that's... In a weird way, he was accused of sexual assault and he became likable. It sounds like something a rapper would do or something like that. I, I just... Very weird dynamic. And I don't know how we're going to remember Kobe Bryant. Uh, I know how we're going to remember him. We're going to remember him as the great guy. Because I think we've already moved on past the rape stuff. Because, I mean... Look at Gail King. Just asking Lisa Leslie about it. And Lisa Leslie was his friend, so I understand she's going to carry the water. In a tough, tough spot as a woman. But then you have, like, Snoop Dogg. Which, uh, again, Snoop Dogg is... If Snoop did, did, did not, like, rap or was not, like, a celebrity, you would think he was a 50-year-old crackhead. He has, like, the body type of a 13-year-old girl. It is He's a strange-looking human. But, like, making threats to Gail King. And him and Ice Cube, they, people like them... You guys can't be gangsters and then cuddly and fluffy the next day. It doesn't work like that. You can't have both ways. You just can't. It's stupid. You're also like 50 years old. Like, unless you're like a mob boss, your, your power for crime is not as much as it used to be. Like, unless you're Carlos Gambino or something like that, or the big Jim or the one that was murdered at the steakhouse. I mean, or John Gotti or, you know, all, all the goddamn mob bosses that lived to be long, lived a long time. Don't, don't, merely for asking the question. Now, I think Lisa Leslie said something like you had a lot of time to ask him about it and you didn't do it. And that is true. You know, the media, there are people in the media that, you know, they could have said something. They could have said, but what is there to say, though, if you're a media member? It's not about like hiding it, but it's like, hey, so Kobe, take me back to Denver, Colorado, or uh, Eagle, Colorado, and let's talk about this. Who would just be like, first of all, there's probably some sort of non-disclosure. And then second of all, what do you want to talk about? Like what changed? 
But, you know, after, after me looking back at it, so the statement he made, and I didn't know that he had a settlement with her. I mean, that's a little strange. I, I, don't, I don't care whatever way you slice it and how you want to dick ride, you know, Kobe, but it's just a little weird there. I mean, we, we get on Ray Lewis for the same thing. He paid off the family, but he's not guilty, right? Uh-huh, okay, sure. Like, he didn't have anything to do with that murder. But for Kobe, it's a different story. I'm not sure. Again, does it go back to the fact, like I said before, he plays basketball. He's articulate. He's handsome. He's not an animal. And Ray Lewis has trouble putting words together. I mean, is that part of it? I think it might be. If Ray Lewis were this gregarious person that we all liked, maybe it would be different. Who knows? I don't know. I'm not here to judge. Actually, I am. But I mentioned that, you know, I didn't, uh, let's see. I mentioned, uh, just moving, you know, switching subjects here for a second. I mentioned that, you know, I haven't done the podcast in a while and I took, did some traveling. My wife and I, you know, we decided that, I, I think I mentioned in the last podcast, way too long to go to Puerto Rico or, the St- or Connecticut. Um, and we decided to do a little California road trip. Now, we didn't get as far as we wanted. And this was very by the seat of their pants, which is not like me. I like to have everything not mapped out perfectly. Boom, boom. We see this. This will take an hour and a half. We do that. And it's, it's. It's neurotic, it's ridiculous, and it's a, it's a trait I wish I could really lose. And I lost it in this trip. Not in a bad way, I don't mean. I mean, I lost that stupid, you know, Frank Grimes level of fucking whatever. But it uh, it was good. We went to Monterey, and we stayed there for a few days. Didn't go to Santa Cruz. Monterey, beautiful. It was a little rainy. Went to Pebble Beach, 17-mile drive, all that. It was very nice. Uh, we moved on, went through Big Sur, which, again, we were going to cancel this whole trip because the weather didn't look great. The weather was Almost perfect. And you could tell people were doing uh, stuff with their families for Christmas and whatnot because it's, and I know Asians travel very well, but man, everywhere we went, it was like my wife, I, Asians, because I think everyone was doing stuff with their family um, for, for the holidays. And I'm pretty sure the Chinese do not celebrate uh, Christmas. Um, but it was good. I, I, it was beautiful. I mean, you've never seen any, any landscape like that in your life. It is, it was absolutely amazing. We, uh, we went down from there. Through Big Sur, where else did we stop? We stopped in... Shit, I forgot all the places we stopped. We stopped in Monterey. Where did we go after Monterey? After that, we went to Paso Robles, which was a little wine place, kind of like Central California, right after Big Sur ends. Uh, And we did not, you know, we're all hyped about the wine and everything. We did not think this through very well. It was the first day, full day that we were there. It was Christmas. So as you can imagine, uh, wineries, vineyards, we're not open. So what do we do? Went to the movies. Hey, go to the Christmas. And boy, that movie theater was hopping. And went and saw Uncut Gems. First day it came out. Yep. Um, Francesca's in it. (laughs) I did not really like the movie. You know, when I first walked out of there, I go, okay, that didn't live up to my expectation. My wife hated it. I saw her looking at her watch several times uh, throughout the movie. Is and I'm gonna make some, uh, you know, do some commentary of this movie that's gonna make me sound very old. But uh, here we go, and I think you know it's been repeated. I know Mad Dog was kind of saying the same thing. It was very loud, and what I mean by that, the music was very loud that you had trouble hearing what some of the people were saying at times. And I have no problem with people, you know, I have no problem with people swearing in movies. But my God. I, it, it really loses its value when you say the F word 200 times. Plus, it wasn't a very good plot to the movie. I thought it was not good at all. And I, I know that's sacrilegious. It's, it was very, I will say, it was very divided. People either loved it or hated it. And as time went on with me, I, I would say that was a subpar movie. And that's coming from someone who really wanted to like it. Like Sandler's character, it was it was different. It was interesting. I don't think he should have won any Oscar, been nominated for any Oscar. I think people like that should be out of, the, they're out of their minds. The movie wasn't that good. 
And he wasn't that good. He played a different character. He he played a character that you hated, which, I mean, I understand that point. He he was a nervous character. You really disliked him. And it showed the, really, the elements of of what a compulsive degenerate gambler looks like. Nothing is good enough. You're always chasing, always chasing, always chasing. Um, it's like me last night when I ran out of beer. I'm just like, oh, God, I need another beer. And I was like, shut up. Always chasing, always chasing. But I, I, I'm sorry. I'd have to give that best a C, that movie. Uh, I know anyone who has any element of gambling, like, in their blood, like, hardcore, they all thought it was the coolest movie ever. I know. I, I get it. And people are like, hey, how about Kevin Garnett? Kevin Garnett played himself. Now, the one element I did like about the movie in the sense that Kevin Garnett played himself and played with the movie, and it, they put the movie a few years back. Meaning, like, they're not going to have Kevin Garnett playing these, like, fake games that they're all watching on TV. They were actually playoff games where, you know, if you're a hardcore Celtics fan or who they play in the Heat in it, you would know, like, what's going to happen in the game. Or I think it was the Sixers, actually. But that that was a cool element that I did like. Um, The ending was great. Uh, Definitely came out of nowhere for some people they knew. Okay, sorry, I guess I'm not that astute. But uh, overall, was impressed. Was impressed. But we ended up driving. We got to about San Luis Obispo. And then turned it around, which uh, we were planning on continuing going to Santa Barbara and then leave out of L.A. Didn't make it that far. We said we'll do the L.A. thing for, uh, you know, an L.A. trip in a sense. So that was uh, – it was good. I enjoyed myself. And then come back and uh, last few weeks at the old job, start a new job now. And I like the new job. Uh, you know, you got to do the whole thing when you start. I always say – yeah, so I was working there. Yeah, I'm originally from Connecticut. Oh, Connecticut. Oh, this must be different. Yeah, yeah, very different. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah I'm done with the cold. All right. <laughs> yeah, okay. Oh, this <laughs> Okay. All right. Get that out of your system. All right. Now we're good. But I'm enjoying it, so hopefully I can get this podcast going again here now that I'm situated once, once, once again. Speaking of getting situated, how about those Astros? Those Red Sox, are they going to get situated, huh? <laughs> oh, boy. Relevant topic. That's uh, that, that's something else right there. By the way, you know, I saw Bobby Knight the other day, and I was watching a little UConn game tonight, which I was watching on a legal stream. So cool, so edgy. Uh, Bobby Knight returning to Indiana, like, that's actually really disappointing. You know, if you're going to be a disgruntled asshole your whole life, you know, stick to it. Don't start to harden up when you're older now, and he does not look well. I mean, he doesn't look Rush Limbaugh bad, but, I mean, he, he looks – he does not look great there. He needed help uh, standing up straight there from Isaiah Thomas and the rest of the people. But, like, don't, don't, don't go back to Bloomington like that. I did not like that. You know, if you're going to be the jerk – and if I remember correctly, and I, maybe – I don't remember all the details of that 30 for 30 on Bobby Knight. I, was, I think I was a bit intoxicated. I don't remember. Uh, it might have just been a – why am I talking as if I'm some sort of fall down drunk? Uh, I, do, I just don't remember all the details about it. But I remember him it, painting him as a pretty bad guy. Like, not even like, oh, he's really passionate. He takes it to another level. Like, oh, Mike Ditka. Oh, he really likes the game. No, like, he was like a bad guy. Like, screwing with people's lives. Not letting them transfer. And, you know, threatening to do stuff to ruin their image. Like, hey, remember, we pick and choose who the good people are. But, you know, I remember just a few years ago, Bobby Knight was a bad guy because he endorsed Trump. But now he returns to Indiana and he's a good guy. It's like we are so focused on the moment and we have such passionate opinions and it's all such crap because it just goes right out the window the next day. The same people that I bet you if you wanted to sit there and go through the history of tweets of people and even media members as well at the same time, probably disgusted at the idea that he 
that, you know, he opened a rally for Trump once, but are now sitting there blabbering and, you know, crying all over themselves that he appeared in a stadium, you know, in a basketball arena in Bloomington, Indiana, and just been like, this is sports. Nothing that I hate. Oh, God, I hate when people say sports. That's it. Nothing else needs to be said. Shut up. That's all that needs to be said. Then you need a life. Hey, this is a sports podcast where I talk about how much I hate sports. Pretty cool, huh? Uh, and yeah, so let's go back to the baseball for a second. Um, how about these Astros? This is going to be a fascinating thing watching going forward. I want to see these guys get hit all the time. And I, I, I'd like to go to some games that I saw. They, they start there. They start their season, I believe, in Oakland. And that's ironic with Mike Fires pitching for Oakland, the whistleblower in it. And I saw Jess Mendoza got booted from both of her jobs for, for basically calling Fires a snitch. Uh, which he was, but I mean, she was just like, yeah, you don't snitch, like, in so many words, I'm paraphrasing. So, bye-bye, Jessica Mendoza, we can stop talking about her. Uh, I've said this, I will say the same thing that I've always said, I don't think she was great, I don't think she was awful, but she signed on more awful because of the shit they made her do, and just like, hey, go out there and play a, a woman that just loves the game so much, and that so many people will try to parrot off of you on Twitter to pretend as if they actually like baseball. I'm not saying women don't like baseball, because a lot of them do. Uh, but you know, well, we, we, we know we he could spot a phony from a mile away and just be like, go Yankees. Yes. Oh God. I need the Yankees in my life. Uh, I love baseball too. But like, if you're thinking about it, nonstop, eh. baseball is great in the sense that you could just put the game. Like I, I even said it to my wife today. I know maybe I'm being doing a complete 180 here in like 30 seconds. I was in a really great mood yesterday and I was like, yeah, man, it's nice out. Oh yeah. Boy, this is the kind of day where I could just sit here and watch a baseball game. And my wife just looked at me and I said, I just said that it's so nice out that I would like to stay inside and watch a baseball game. She's like, yeah, that's what I got to. And I was like, yeah, okay. All right. That's, that's where I'm coming from. But this is some uh, scandal. I think uh, that's, I don't even know what to say anymore about this because I don't think it's over by a long shot. I think we, there is going to be a lot more that comes out. There are going to be a lot more. I don't know if any, there's going to be any more damage from Major League Baseball. There are going to be more whispers from more players. And I'm telling you, just wait for when the season starts and these players to say something stupid. There are going to be whispers from other players that have played for the Astros that are going to go into the mouths of the John Heymans and the Ken Rosenthal's or, to a lesser extent, Bob Nightingale's. Uh, people like that. And this is not over by a long shot. And I love, too, the fact that, you know, Justin Verlander, this this sanctimonious shithead, I, great pitcher, but, like, he has taken these moral stances on so many things. And and look at him now. Look at him. His his entire uh, resurgence of his career, too, by the way, which we can't we can't mention that. God forbid. Uh, you know, oh, oh God. Uh, the fact that maybe he's, you know, got his blood spun and whatever. Like, you know, LeBron James is still doing things at like 30, whatever, which that's totally normal, too. Believe me. It's it's weird that, that we want to get mad that the guys that Mark McGuire and Barry Bonds, but it doesn't seem to apply for anyone else. Does anyone find it odd that Jose Batista had a few great years in his career when like his upper 30s and then just died like that? No, no one sees anything wrong with that. It's completely normal. Guy just finally got it where he hit 40 home runs and then went to 10 and then out of the league. Just, just happened. It's all such horseshit. It really is. But, you know, he's on this team now. I saw Carlos Correa saying, oh, you know, not even like admitting anything. It was just mad. It disappointed Mike Fires. I considered him a teammate. I'm really disappointed that he did this. He's the one. He's the one that everyone's disappointed in. How about you guys? Systematically cheating. And the arrogance from that team and AJ Hinch, all of those people. It's just disgusting. And it's pretty clear that there were buzzers. And I know people, and so these Astros fans, 
I mean, they, they are, they are, they're almost like the sector of Trump people who will defend the team at no cost. Like, regardless, could just be like, here's the evidence that so-and-so admits. Nope, 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 nope. They didn't cheat. They didn't cheat. Hmm. Now, I see some of the Yankee fans, too, like having a, having a ball with this and conveniently want to forget about all the steroid guys on their team as if they, they, won, they won World Series. It's like Yankee fans, you know, just, just, just cool it. I know, I know you want to defend your guys that you don't know. Um, you know, in the last few years, I understand that. But just uh, maybe take a seat on this one. Just take a seat and shut your mouth. That's basically it. Because I'm sure uh, the Yankees have done some things that violate baseball stuff in the last two years. Would you be shocked if the Yankees violated rules in the sense of cameras and whatnot? If they vi- which they did, they did violate it, and they were warned to stop it, and supposedly they did. But like, think about last year. Did they do something illegal when it comes to cameras and whatnot? I'm pretty sure they probably did. Was it probably not as egregious as the Houston Astros or whatever the Boston Red Sox have done? Boy, talk about a franchise that is so up in the air right now. You have this Mookie Betts David Price trade up floating in the air. And so if they don't get that to happen, they get to have those two people back, which I'm sure Mookie will be real happy. And David Price, I mean, I don't, I don't know. He'll probably complain about something. Someone will be racist and uh, he'll find a way to not pitch against the Yankees. We, it's like death and taxes. You know, I mean, it's just inevitable. It will happen. But then you have, uh, you have, you have clubhouse guys where they did not vet. They're arrested for, uh, you know, having, raping children basically while they worked at a correctional facility. And now you have Alex Cora gone. Alex Cora will never, never be in baseball ever again. He's done. AJ Hinch, maybe. He shouldn't be though. Alex Cora is done because he took it from one team to another. And he was another arrogant guy. Oh God. I don't know how you can be that arrogant. It's like running a Ponzi scheme. Like when you're Bernie Madoff, don't you know there's a day of reckoning is going to come. You're not going to get away with this. Even more so, I guess more Madoff spot, but Cora, you're not going to get away for too many players are switch teams too often. You don't think someone's going to get belligerent one day and deceitful and spiteful and say, Hey, uh, we need to do something about this. Like how the hell this small league, there's 30 teams. You think that someone's not going to blow the whistle at one point. It's just stupidity, stupidity from stupid people. So it'll be interesting to see what the Red Sox get that, the, but get talk about a team in disarray. They have pitches and catches in nine days. And I'm a manager. <laughs> it's, it's crazy. Oh boy. I see. And now that the Yankees injuries have already begun. The James Paxton's out, Paxton's out three to four months, which you know, I, I know surgery is a last resort, but like, guys was complaining about this injury and in, maybe I need to read the article better. Probably guess they wanted to give him some R&R and see what happens. And now, I mean, it just, you miss that much chunkier time. You feel like you'd get a little earlier. I'm not saying the day the season ends, it's like, you know, they're sharpening the knives and like, get ready. Tanaka, bring your elbow over here too. We're going to cut you up. I know the moron fans want it done immediately, but like. You wait till February? I, I don't know. I, I know it's a last resort. No one wants to get cut open. I, I guess not. Most people, I don't think. I don't want to. I don't want... I'll go on, I'll go on record. I don't want to be cut open. <sighs> Who else? Is there anything else going on with the Yankees? I think that was really it. There really hasn't been a ton of moves with the Yankees. I think they're pretty happy with what their team is. Now, obviously, spring training will come, and there'll be people shuffled and moved around and whatnot. But, uh, you know, that Paxton's been the really only the big news... CC retired. CC's going to be one of those guys that you know, he wants to be in the media, but still wants to dress like he's a kid. It's, I don't know. It's a weird, you got to let that shit go. Like I was saying on Twitter today, I went to go get my car service, which was an amazing experience. Probably the first time ever. They said hour and a half. It was right in an hour and it cost under a hundred dollars to get it done. But the main point, so that's a good thing. No donuts though. Cause I did it on a Sunday. I have a feeling that's why. And uh, all they had was uh, some, you know, 
bottom of the barrel uh, coffee. But I, I do like the donuts. I stuff my face. That's the only time I ever eat donuts is when I go to the car dealership uh, to get my car serviced. Other than that, I will never eat donuts. It's not a stance. It's not like I go somewhere and I'm like, absolutely not. This is a house or this is an office. This is not a car dealership. But I just, it seems like it's the only time I do it. Okay, pop quiz. When's the time when I eat donuts? Very good. Very good. The reason I'm bringing all this up, though, I see a guy, some some service guy who's driving the, the, the passenger van, the shuttle. And, you know, you're like 50 years old and and you're, you're, you're dressed. He's got like the, the hat with the flat brim, white guy shaved head and everything color coordinated, like Jordan jumpsuit kind of thing. It's like and he's way too he's like 40 or 50 years old. It's like this 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 image, this all of this, this has to end, man. Your, your conversion to 60, 70 years old is going to be very drastic and very rapid, and it's going to scare some people. And I think most importantly, it's going to scare you. What I'm saying is CC Sabathia wants to be a part of the media, and you're going to dress like that. I don't know why they wear – listen, I don't know why we have to wear suits for the media either. I, I don't get that. You know, just, a, you know, jeans or khakis and a polo works for me, but CC won't do that. But he's uh, – you can see it already building, though. Some of his tweets uh, at the Astros, kind of a tough guy shit. Uh, he's going to, the Yankees probably want to bring him in, but they're probably worried he'll swear and, uh, it won't be the Yankee way and whatnot, but, uh, we'll have to see, but that's, I mean, CC retiring, Paxton injured. Is there been any other real news? Or oh, I, I love when we see like, uh, these are all the same talking points I always have. Is there anything new that I've said? <laughs> You know, a guy swings about four times in spring training. Like Gary Sanchez threw a tire in Santo Domingo, and people were like, whoa, he's ready. Get ready. Oh, Gary ain't playing this year. It's like, oh, God, you people are such idiots. I think that's a podcast. I'm, I'm not going to continue. Speaking of, by the way, speaking of podcasts, what is with these players, like, having podcasts now? Like, I heard so I was listening to – first, I was listening to Radio Doc. I was listening to WFAN yesterday, and Chris Moore, some guy called up, and he's like – yeah, Chris, I just want to let you know that I have posted on the Facebook page of the FBI that they need to be investigating uh, illegal gambling uh, and and cheating with the Houston Astros. And Chris Moore's just like, okay, all right, yeah, okay, yeah, all right. Um, but there was an advertisement right after that, which, again, I didn't listen to WFN in a while. And it's just hearing that call is just like, oh, God, I need to listen to this station more often. Um, <laughs> but... After that, it was like, get ready for radio.com podcast. And it's like, and they list all these names. It's like Matt Barnes, Stephen Jackson, starring Steph Curry. It's just like, why, why is there this ultimate like decision that because someone like played a game well, that they're going to be remotely interesting. Like I heard on Kirk Menahan's podcast the other day, they were playing clips of some ESPN podcast with, with Vince Carter. It was the biggest bore fest you've ever heard, but people will download it because they want to just Get the get it straight from the horse's mouth or whatever. Again, have you heard most athletes talk? They're not interesting. They play a game that interests us. They're, they're content on things. I mean, you've heard post-game interviews. I know a lot of those are canned and pre, pre-recorded. Not pre-recorded. Canned, but th- that's you see that being part of the future, though. Players doing podcasts. I And I think CeCe kind of started in a sense, to bring it back to CeCe in a sense. I, I have not – that podcast is too much. I, I, I removed it from my podcast list, the uh, R2C2. It, it was too much. Ryan Rucco, well, at times he is an interesting broadcaster. The, the ass kissing got to be too much. C, tell me, why are you so amazing? Well, it's just I am. <laughs> That's the funniest thing you've ever said. That's the funniest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> R2C2, yeah. Okay, buddy. 
please, 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 for God Almighty. But I'm just telling you, that's that. That's why I see the future. You know, we talk about how radio's dying. I see the future being players with podcasts. I really hope that doesn't become the norm. If it does, who cares? What, what do I give a shit? Anyways, uh, thanks for listening. Good to, good to talk to you all again. So uh, remember to listen to the show, iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, Google Play, YouTube, and follow me on Twitter, at BrianBuck13 and at BreadTicketBlues. I hope everyone enjoyed this. I will uh, enjoy all of you. I appreciate all of you and all the listeners, all the people that reached out and all the, and all the people that didn't. You know, I appreciate you maybe even more because you're just silent. I like it. Now, I think I, I appreciate everyone. I hope everyone enjoyed this, and I will try to do a podcast soon in the future. So with all that being said, I'm in. Another Saturday night that I ain't got nobody. I got some money because I just got free. Now, how I wish I had someone to talk to. I'm in an awful way. Dig this. I got in town a month ago. I seen a lot of girls assisting. If I could meet them, I could get them. But as yet I haven't met them. That's why I'm in the shape I'm in. Here another Saturday night that I ain't got nobody. I got some money cause I just got paid. Now how I wish I had someone to talk to. I'm in an awful way. Now, another fella told sister who looked just fine instead of being my deliverance she had a strange resemblance to a cat named frankenstein here another saturday night and i ain't got nobody i got some money cause i just got paid now how i wish i had some shit to talk to i'm in an awful Man, if I was back home, I'd be swinging two chicks on my arm. Oh, yeah. Listen to me, huh? It's hard on a fella when he don't know his way around. If I don't find me a honey to help me spend my money, I'm gonna have to blow this town. Here it's another Saturday night, and I ain't Talk.